0: So, welcome everyone. The title of today's class on the syllabus was The Romance of Elo. and we're starting. Yeah, please, if you got your email, please uh, write so Daniel uh, Prinsloo sees that his work was uh, effective. Anil doi divi dili di starts the alter on page Lamed Bay's, which is the heart, in the Seyfried Devarim Le Torah. I'm to my beloved and my beloved is to me, Roshetavis Elul, that's the acronym of El. So the first thing that we need to know, as you know, I like to put in things into historical context. Now what does the Alter Rebbe say over here? The Alter Rebbe first drops the atom bomb. What does the Alter Rebbe say? He says that the month of Elul is about I am to my beloved is my and my beloved is to me. So before we even start, before we even go into what type of romance it is, but the very fact that Al-Tur'eva connects the verse about love to Elul, that's already, if we would finish the mimer over here, we would finish the discourse over here, That by itself would be an amazing achievement. Why? Because for most people, Elul is a scary month. Most people hear the idea of Elul, they start trembling in fear. It's a famous expression that is going on in the regular yeshivas that don't learn Hasidus, that when the fish in the water hear that the month of Elul is coming, the Shabbos before the month of Elul, that they're blessing the month of Elul, the fish in the water tremble. The fish in the water shiver. Why? Because it's such a scary month. But over here comes, again, let's see the story concept context. Everybody agrees, everybody is in consensus that the month of Elul is a preparation for the month of Tishrei. And the beginning of the month of Tishrei, the next month is Rosh Hashanah, the beginning of the month. And Rosh Hashanah is called Yom Hadin, the Day of Judgment. So we're obviously also going to learn about that in greater length. But the idea of what does it mean, Day of Judgment, according to Chassidur. But the idea of the month of Elul being a preparation for Rosh Hashanah means... And whatever Rosh Hashanah means to you, that's what evil is going to mean to you. So if it's a day of judgment, so imagine getting a summons from the court that you're going to have in less than a month, you're going to have a major, major court case where you're going, it's going to be decided if that person should be hung, executed, or should be set free. I think none of us would be able to sleep at night. Everybody is going to make sure to go through all the material to talk to the lawyers to get the best lawyer to consult the best lawyers to get the, the, the turnover the world. There's going to be a day of judgment. And that's why, for most religious Jews, the month of Elul is a scary, freaky month. It's not simple. It's very problematic. Not problematic, but we have to face it. The day of judgment. Chassidus is going to explain the whole month of Tishrei, and this is exactly what we're going to do in this series. Hopefully in this series we're we're going to be able to revolutionize our perspective on all the holidays and get the Kabbalistic Hasidic perspective on all the holidays. Once we understand what Rosh Hashanah is, that we're not going to talk about it now because we're going to, that's going to be in our later classes, as you can see in the syllabus. But our Elul is going to be about romance. Our Elul is going to be about love. Our Elul is going to be about developing a new relationship. We're going to go in, we're going to renew our vows, and we're going to start all over again in our romantic relationship with Hashem. And what better book do we have to quote a verse from, if not the romantic book that was written between by King Solomon, the romantic book between God and the Jewish people, the Song of Songs. It's all about the love of a man and a woman, which the man in that case is God and the woman in that case is the Jewish people. And in that book, there's all different types of expressions of love and romance and desire between a man and his wife, between a man and his woman. But now we're going to the next step. Once we have laid that foundation, that Elul is a time of connection, Elul is a time of preparation for Rosh Hashanah, and Rosh Hashanah is the beginning of our relationship with God. So Elul must be a preparation for that, Now, in the romance itself, there's two types of romance. In every romance, it includes two beings, two separate beings. But there's two types of relationships. There's one relationship that is initiated by one of the counterparts, and there's another relationship where it's the other way around either it's initiated by the man or it's initiated by the woman. Each one of them has a certain advantage that the other one doesn't have. We're not going to go into that now. Yeah, That's called in Hasidus and in Kabbalah. This is called it-aruta. The word it-aruta is from the etymological source of the word hit or root evocation. There could be Uh, evocation, dilatata, from below, and there could be an evocation from above. Interesting enough, it's actually not interesting, it's fascinating that in the Jewish calendar we have two sets of holidays. Set number one starts in the first month of the year, which is Nisan. And the second set starts the seventh month, which is exactly a half a year later, the month of Tishrei. In the month of Nisan, we have Pesach, and then 50 days in preparation for Shavuot. In the month of Tishrei, we have Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot, Rosh Hashanah Rabesh, Minyat and then comes the whole winter. What is the major difference between these two types? Again, if you don't learn Chassidus and you just have a very dry religious outlook on all the, on all the holidays, so what do you say? You say, okay. What are the holidays? It's days that the Torah says you're not allowed to work. Great, that's true. No one says otherwise. These are the days where God says you're not allowed to work. You have to. Uh, you have to. Um, you have to observe the holidays. Some holidays have different laws and so on and so forth. But anyone that has stepped over the threshold of Chassidus knows that every holiday has a different romantic message. Every mitzvah, every mitzvah affects a different aspect, a different, every mitzvah affects a different facet of our relationship with Hashem. Why do you think we have 248 positive mitzvahs? Because there's 248 limbs to our relationship with God. So just like you understand that it's a different message when you bring flowers or when you buy a book, which possible you should never buy a book. That was just a joke. It's okay. Yeah, but um, but uh, <laughs> no, nope. some, some, uh, some, a book could be a nice gift. Yeah, but um, but uh, the, the, but what is the idea? The idea is that there's a different um, uh, romantic message when you buy a book or you buy flowers or you or bring home a piece of chocolate or you lo- or you write a love note. Right? Too many romantic tips for one day. The same every mitzvah touches and affects a different a different aspect. And so too every holiday touches and affects a different, a different aspect, a different romance, a different flavor of connection between us and Hashem. So in the different holidays, the difference between the Nissan set and the Tishrei set, the difference between the first month and the seventh month is that the seventh month, I'm sorry, the first month is all about initiation from above. Initiation from above means that who initiates the relationship? Hashem. Hashem initiates the relationship. That's exactly what happened in Egypt. We were slaves in Egypt. Tell you even more. Not only that we were slaves in Egypt, we were idol worshippers in Egypt. We served idols. Yeah, we weren't, uh, we weren't so holy at all. We were the lowest of the low. We were slaves. And we were idol worshippers. And as it is, we were one big stubborn nation. And who initiates? Hashem comes down and says, he comes down in Egypt and takes us out of Egypt and gives us the Torah. Who initiated over there? Hashem. That's called, in Hasidic terminology, that is called an evocation from above. Isarusa de la'elah. Rosh Hashanah yim kippur Sukkis. is a whole other idea. We coronate the king. We repent. We try to reconnect. We renew our vows with everything, and that's why, and the month of Tishrei, the month of Tishrei needs a whole month of preparation because we are the ones initiating. If we are the ones initiating, we need to get into the we need to get into the flow of things. We need to get acquainted. I need to get to know Hashem. I want to see if I want to even enter that relationship, it's so a time to think. And that's why, first of all, as we said, the first point of our class was that the idea of Elul is love, but the, the second idea over here in this first line is that the verse in Shira Shirem, there are two verses in Shir there's one verse in Shir Hashirim that says, dodi dodi li, I am to my beloved, and my beloved is to me. And there's another verse in Shir Hashirim that says, li, My beloved is to me, va ni lo, and I am to him. So what does the second verse actually say? The second verse says, My beloved is to me and I am to him. So basically, each one of these verses expresses a different type of romance. One is an initiation from above and one is an initiation from below. And the month of Elul is the acronym of the verse that expresses the initiation from below. That's a whole different type of romance. That's when we, the bride, tell God... Let's, let's have a relationship. Let's get to know each other. Let's hang out together. And then we're going to see that Rosh Hashanah, Yim Kippur, Sukkot is all going to be building that relationship, where we're going to ask Hashem, would you marry us? I know most probably you are wondering. That's so cool. Back in the day, the woman did the proposal. I don't know. But in this mimer, yes. We're going to propose. But we're not there yet. We still have 24 days to go until we get there. But let's do our Mimer over here. Let's go into the text. I'm mm-hmm. to my beloved and my beloved. This is to me, Rosh Tevis Elul. That's the acronym of Elul, the and the Inyan is Ki be elul In the month of Elul starts the idea of I am to my beloved. The hainu, meaning to say, bechinat, the level, is a rusa de lasata, a evocation from below. Ad Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, until we're going to celebrate Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. Ad Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, till Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, Shehein bechinas amshachas malchus elokus yizbarach lamata bechinas isgalus. Rosh Hashanah kippur Hashem is going to reveal Himself to us in a revealed way. I just, I just want to point out what the Rebbe says over here in the mamorim, the discourses. The Rebbe said tens of ma- discourses to explain this discourse. So the Rebbe points out that Vadoidi li is also a part of Elo. But that's, we won't go into that. The simple way of reading this discourse is the way we read it, that evil is we initiating. And then Hashem responds in the month of Tishrei. Now the month of Tishrei is also going to be very gradual. The first part of the month of Tishrei is going to be the high holidays. The high holidays is called in Hebrew, yamim noraim, the days of fear, the way, the days of awe, and then comes the second part of the month of Tishrei, which is the happy days, which the same idea is also found in our romantic text, which is called Shir Shirim Song of Songs, Kemoshe as it says. And over there, the pasuk describes the embrace, the hug between God and the Jewish people, and how does it describe it? Smolo, his left hand, Tachas Roshi, is behind my head. The Yeminoi, and his right hand, Techapkeni, embraces me. So we see that the gradual progress, progression of the relationship is first comes, I'm not going to explain it now, but at least the, what we need to know is first comes the left side. The left side is the days of awe, the days of developing the commitment, and so on and so forth. And we're going to have to discuss that, why every relationship has to have first commitment in order to have true love afterwards. But that's the month of Tishrei, is going to have, the first part is going to be the days of awe, the, de- the days of developing the left side, left is always described in Kabbalah and Chassidus as the negative. Negative doesn't mean bad necessarily, but negative means the framework, the commitment, the, the vessel, the container in which the love will be able to be placed in and will be able to be contained. Then comes the Yeminoi Techapkani in his left, right hand, embraces us but just in order to give us a tiny bit of a feeling, that's the idea of sukkahs, that a sukkah surrounds us, and basically we're going to sit in Hashem's embrace, in Hashem's hug. So let's see inside in the mimer. Shemi Rosh Hashanah v'ad Yom Kippurim, from Rosh Hashanah till Yom Kippur, who bechinah smolo, is the idea of God's left hand, bechinah Yirah. The idea of fear slash awe, lefi because sha'oz, that then whose man his galus malchusa yizberech. That's the time when there's a revelation of God's kingdom. Again, we can't go into it now because every word over we here we're going to have classes to explain it. But we're going to see that the whole idea of Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur is coronating the king, revealing God's kingdom. There's a revelation of the level of God's malchus. And kingdom, by definition, means distance. Why do we need distance? We hinted to it before, but we're going to explain it as we get there. But the idea is that in the relationship, what Elul is, I saw that, um, who wrote it over here in the chat, um, Eliezer. Yeah, king in the field, that's going to be our third or fourth class on, on our list. We're going to discuss what Elul is, king in the field, we're going to discuss it a bit later. But now we're first setting the stage in order for us to understand what's going on before even, as we said in the beginning, Elul is a preparation for Tishrei. So I need to know more or less what Tishrei is all about. But we're saying that the, that, that Elul is Aniludodi. What you're saying is right, but that's going to be a bit later in the moment. But Amila Dodi is the preparation for the dodi Lee, my beloved is to me. When does that beloved come to me? That's going to be in the month of Tishrei. And that too is going to have two parts. So if we're going to just summarize it very quickly, we have three parts. We have the month of Elul that we did not discuss yet, but we know already that it has to do something with love. Then we're going to have, but that is going to be us initiating then there's going to be the response from Hashem that is going to be in the month of Tishrei and the response from Hashem is going to be twofold, not twofold, two steps. Step number one is going to be the awe and the second step is going to be the love, the happiness. Yeah? And that is two levels of revelation from Hashem. And over here comes something very interesting and a very important and very common in Hasidic in Hasidic teachings, that we always have to know that when what we do is merely a reflection from above. I don't want to go into great length why Hasidus makes a point to point it out, but in one line, one sentence, Hasidus wants Hasidus is based on the idea of bitl. The Hasidus is based on the concept of of nullification. That it's all about God. It's God centered. And therefore, Hasidus wants us to understand that even when we feel awe from Hashem or when we feel happiness and closeness to Hashem, it's, it's, it's God. It's not us. For example, when you daven in the morning, why is it that davening in the morning works, so to say? It's because davening in the morning, in the morning there is a, a revelation of chesed, of the Evishter. God reveals his chesed in the morning. So says the Alter Rebbe, that what does it mean that God responds back? That's the time of the revelation of God's malchus. That's why the theme of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur is Ha-Melech, right? We're going to announce the king. We're going to coronate him. And because God's kingdom? Yeah permeates all the worlds. Pirush, meaning to say, even in the hidden celestial worlds, the fear of God. Again, we're going to have to explain, according to Chassidus, what fear means. No one, no one should start freaking out. Yeah, and from this, from the revelation of God's kingdom in the upper worlds, and the lower worlds, Nimshah Gamla Lamat Al-Klos Israel, is drawn down also down here in this world on the general state of the Jewish soul, on the collective Jewish soul, lekabel to receive Oil Malcha the yoke of heaven on them, the Tia Yir Kol Hashanah and his fear should be on their face the whole year. Over here comes another very important point. As I said, as you can see already, when we learn text by the Alter Rebbe, the Alter Rebbe, every word almost is like a whole mimer in another place. What is the Alter Rebbe trying to say when he says that the fear of God will be on his face the whole year? We have to understand something very interesting. When we're talking about holidays, every holiday has a theme. But one might wonder, that if the theme of the holiday is, for example, let's use Pesach. Who knows what's the theme of, the, of Pesach? The theme of Pesach is faith. But Rabbi, faith only on Pesach. Don't we have to have faith every day? Purim. The theme of Purim is Mesir HaSnefesh, self-sacrifice. But Rabbi, only on Purim we need to have self-sacrifice. Don't we have to have self-sacrifice every day? And over here comes a very important Kabbalistic concept. Every holiday has a theme of a thing that we are meant to do the whole year. But the power, the source of the power for that concept of the whole year happens on that specific holiday. In Kabbalistic words, this is called the Makif of that idea comes down on that day. Let's try to explain this in Hasidic words, not Kabbalistic words. When a person gets a new job, he's interviewed for a new job, and they, decide that they and the company decides that they want to take you. And then comes the, the last conversation, which is most probably the hardest conversation for employees to have. Yeah, what is the hardest uh, what is the hardest conversation for a please to have? Yeah, which conversation? The second guy. Yeah, which conversation? Money? Oh, uh, the salary, the money. Now there are two approaches. One approach is I don't want to mess with a boss. I don't want to sound like a pig. I don't want to lose the job. I'll ask for a low, or I'll ask for a low salary. Then he'll see how hard I work. So I might get bonuses. I might, uh, he might appreciate my work so much. Either yes or no, but we'll try to work on bonuses. The smart person understands, and I don't know if it's always smart, doesn't matter. Maybe it's smart to do it the second time when you renew your contract. But 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 I'm not going into the business idea. I'm going into the idea that if you ask for a significant amount for the first time and you're actually successful in getting that, you now insured yourself to get that amount every month. Now, if I come and ask you a question, what did you get in that meeting? Did you get did you get the money? No, you didn't. So I didn't get anything, but I did. What's the answer? That is called in Hasidic terminology that you got the makif. You got the makif means you got the ability to get that amount every month. So every month on the payday, you're going to get what you have decided and determined now. The same idea is about every spiritual power. If the idea of Rosh Hashanah is Yira, as we're going to discuss later in the class, every day of the year when I'm going to try to get Yira, I'm only going to be able to get it based on the level of Yira that I signed up for on Rosh Hashanah. Every day of the year when I want to have a Muna. I'm going to get a munah based on the level of a munah that I have insured for myself on Pesach. Now, is it possible to get bonuses? Sure. One could wake up one day and ask Hashem, please help me to have a munah. Sure. But everybody understands to get bonuses is is very tough. If you insure yourself a pay, that's almost automatically. But the time to tap in, into that faucet, into that source of that specific energy and light happens on the specific holidays, which each one of the holidays is a different aspect in our relationship with Hashem. May you all have a beautiful, beautiful day. You have no idea how it warms my heart to see, to see so many of you. Some of you I had a month ago before the break, but someone who um, I didn't see for years already, and I'm so, so happy to connect again and, um, and, uh, and, and uh, to learn citizens again. That's amazing. Now now that I see who's here, I didn't know who's going to come back, who's not going to come back. So, um, so now, now that I see who's here, I better prepare good classes. I can't mess with you guys. Have a beautiful day everyone. See you tomorrow. Thank you rabbi, thank you, rabbi. amazing Rabbi. My pleasure. Thank you rabbi. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you.